Good morning, New Beginnings Christian Community Church family and friends. My name is Pastor Alfredo Peña, and I am excited that you are joining us this morning. You know, to our dads, um, I hope that you had a great day and that you've had a great week, and it is our prayer that you have an amazing year. We want to uh, thank our praise and worship team for ushering us into God's presence. What a blessing that we've had the opportunity to celebrate communion. Even though we're not in the same building, we were still in communion with God and with each other. And now we continue to come together around the table, ready to be fed by today's message. Today's message is in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. The title of my sermon is The Effort is Part of the Gift. Let us go to the scripture at this time. And it says this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that a person will certainly not lose their reward. Uh, let us pray this morning. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. And we are excited, God, for the today's message and how it's going to bless us and be nourishment for our spirit. We ask, Holy God, that the uh, words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Just a little bit of, of background. We have been um, studying the book of Matthew, and, and here we have seen how Jesus is preparing his disciples, uh, giving them um, instruction and, and what they need to do, how they need to do it, and even preparing them for the hard times that will be coming and they will be experiencing. But he also tells them, as we look at today's scripture, not to worry about the material things, that he is going to supply all their needs. He tells them, don't worry about taking silver with your money. Don't worry about even taking clothes or packing a bag because I will be the provider. I will provide all your needs. And how does Jesus do that? Many times he does it through people. It takes a community when it comes to ministry. You know, one of the things that um, if you have seen um, when I have done a, a uh, wedding ceremony, for example, there is specific instruction that goes to the bride and the groom. But I always also include specific instruction that goes to the gathered community because it takes a village. It takes a community to help new couples, um, to help couples, period, but especially new couples, to encourage them, to support them, to, to hold them up, to pray for them. When I do a baptism, I do the same thing. There's specific um, wording that goes to the baptism candidate. Uh, if it's an infant baptism, that goes to the parents and to the godparents. But there's also a part that's always included for the gathered community because we know that it takes a community, it takes the church to, to help and support and pray and hold up individuals. And it's the same thing when it comes to ministry. And here it is, it is really comforting because we see that, that Jesus is, has been talking to his disciples and has been giving them the, their assignment and their responsibility and speaking directly to them. But then it's also, it's like he almost, um, you know, says, oh, and one more thing. So, so I've given you specific instruction, but to the gathered community, to those that are gathered, 
here are some instructions for you. And I think it is awesome um, and, and it is very comforting to see um, that Jesus included that part um, in his assignments and his direction and his guidance um, to the gathered community as it relates to ministry and his disciples. So today we're going to look at three life application points that are, are going to help us um, better understand the scriptures today. And, and I think more importantly is be able to learn how to apply those scriptures in our daily lives. So get your pens and your paper ready as you take notes um, for these life application points. Life application point number one is God secures the path for the mission. In other words, God will make a way. I'm going to use an example that um, I hope the story can, can make it um, a little easier to, to understand what I mean when I say God uh, secures a path for our mission. When we've traveled, um, one of the things that Mike and I have done, um, and we've, we've learned to, to make it as part of our travel arrangements, is we always try to go with a travel agency. This is specifically when we're traveling out of the country. Because, because we understand that to go out of the country and to go to a place where we're not familiar with, maybe we're not even um, very familiar with the language, it's important that we rely on others that are able to, to help us um, guide us through this, through our experience, right, through our, our travel. And so it's really cool if, you, if you've had the opportunity to do this. Now, yes, it, it, sometimes it costs a little more money, uh, but <clears throat> it also saves you a lot, of, a lot of time, a lot of heartache, and in the end, probably ends up saving some money as well. But, but I, like, I like the way it works because uh, and you probably have seen it if you've if you've gone to the airport and you've flown before is all you have to do is you just have to get on the plane and get there right because if there is any arrangements that need to be made if, if there is some some travel arrangements within the area that you need to to make they will make the arrangements for you they will get the tickets for you uh, for your excursions they will book them for you and they will give you your tickets and they um, will even give you your meal tickets uh, for that particular day so I strongly encourage you uh, for safety reasons and and just for for you to be able to enjoy um, that experience but when you what all you got to do is, is get there right we, we we get, we fly in, and all we have to do is look for the name. If you have traveled before and you get to the lobby, you see people standing there with signs with somebody's name on there. And all you got to do is look for your name. And when you see your name, all you have to do is go to them and say, I am Alfredo. I am the person that you, you are waiting for. And, and the moment that you do that, the moment that that connection happens, then they pretty much will take over. The first thing that they'll do is say, welcome to. And then they will say, let me take your bags. And then you get in the car, they'll take you straight to your hotel, all the way to the lobby. And then they'll tell you tomorrow, we will meet you here and we will take you to your excursion. Trust me, it is, it is awesome. And the reason I'm, I'm saying that, Church, the reason I'm bringing that up is because if a human person can create such, an, such a program for travelers, then how much more can God do for his disciples as he sends us out 
to do the mission that he's called us to do. If we can rely on travel agencies to make sure that we um, are taken care of, then trust me, we can rely on God. We can rely on the Holy Spirit to help us as we navigate, as we journey through our ministries. And all we have to do is be obedient and, and be sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and look for those people that he will use to support us, to carry us, to take us to that next place. The problem is that many times we want to do it ourselves. And that can create so much frustration. And that can even cause us to get lost and even sometimes get in danger, in dangerous places. Imagine when you see your name and you finally go to them and say, I am so-and-so, and they say, welcome, and they say, let me take your bags. Imagine if we say, no, 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 it's okay. I'll, I'll take my own bags. Then when we get to the car and they say, please get in, we say, can I drive? <laughs> but you don't know where you're going, but, but I feel better if I just drive. Maybe it sounds a little funny and maybe it sounds a little silly, but that is sometimes what we tend to do. We, we don't want to accept the help that, uh, that God, God has already aligned for us, but we don't want to accept the help. Let me give you a testimony uh, because I think this is um, something that God always leaves us in awe when I, when I think about um, his goodness in our ministry. When, when Mike and I made the decision to be obedient and start the church, we were a little, we were scared. <laughs> That's the truth. We were, we were scared because we had never done this before. The amazing thing is that we thought we were starting something and we quickly realized that God had already aligned so many people that were ready to, to, to take on their assignment, to, to help in this ministry. They were just waiting on us. Here we thought we were starting something and we were going to have to, you know, kind of get everybody together. And the reality is we were just waiting on us. When we said yes, everything just fell into place. Let me tell you something. It was like that experience when we were traveled. The moment we said yes, all of a sudden, we see the people with their sign saying, I'm here to help you get all the paperwork in order that you need to be able to start this church. Then we see the people with a sign that says we are ready to help you with all the equipment that you're going to need um, to start a church. We see people saying we're ready to help you, you know, with a praise and worship team. We have people with signs that say I'm a contractor and I'm here to help you with all your construction needs. And it was amazing to see how God just put everything together. And, and we were just in awe. Let me tell you, God can leave you speechless. And it was, it was beautiful and it was amazing. And, and, and even when we had to move from the current, from the, the location where we started, because we outgrew that location very fast. And then we had to move to this location, uh, the, the, the rent, was significantly higher. It was three times higher than what we were paying. And we had the same number of people. But I thank God that I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. And then when I was sharing with him my concerns, he said, Pastor, if it is his will, it is his bill. 
and at the time I needed to hear those words and God has demonstrated through the people that he has brought together to support this ministry that that he has been supplying all our needs every step of the way so my message to you this morning as God is guiding you as God is as, as the Holy Spirit is tugging at those strings in your heart saying do this start this move on this be obedient to this say yes to this stop letting fear get in the way and know that all you have to do is say yes and he will supply all our needs but it is important to understand too those of us that like to be in control that there's more than just saying no to someone that's trying to help you i realized in that time that what we were also doing when we did that is we were robbing them of their blessing of their experience to give and to serve. So, so this is an awesome message. It was an encouraging message this morning that to be reminded that as God calls us out to do this, and, and as we're in this crossroads and in, in, in our in our communities right now and wondering what how do we do this, trust on the Holy Spirit that He's He has already made a way um, for the mission. Life application point number two is we must cultivate a culture of hospitality. Let me tell you something. The word cultivate is important here, and that's why I chose that word carefully. Because cultivate means to prepare, um, to prepare and use for raising um, something. And it's, it's a term that is used in farming. And then when you cultivate something, when you cultivate the land, is you've got to prepare the land. You've got to break it down. You've got to fertilize it. You, you've got to, to, to treat it. You've got to be plant so that you can create an environment that is going to allow the crops to grow. And it's the same thing when it comes to ministry. Church, it is important that we create an environment that that is going to require some effort is going to require some work and the, the reason it's important is because we tend to want to go to a program instead of making it a culture we, we kind of want to take the easy way to do this and then there, it doesn't work i don't know if you've ever experienced this but have you been to a place where they say everything that they're supposed to say and, and everything that they say sounds really great. But you know that that is just scripted. Because what they said and what your experience is are not aligned. When, when they didn't provide the best service, when they maybe threw the things that, that you needed when you asked for extra salt or, or whatever it might be, and then you say thank you and they say my pleasure. And you think, wow, why didn't it feel like it really was your pleasure? And, and, and let me tell you something, just like we can notice it in restaurants and in places of business, people can notice it in the church. So it cannot be something that's scripted. It's not a program. It has to be something that we work at and it has to become a culture. And culture is when it's something that is ingrained. <clears throat> it is not something that, that is just a training. You know, how many times those of us that maybe have managed um, 
individuals or staff. Uh, when, when that complaint comes in, you say, well, they were trained on how to do this. And they probably were trained even more than once, but training is not transformation. Training on a program is not creating a culture of hospitality. And we have to learn as a church that we've got to go beyond. Now, tools are good and tools are important, but we cannot do the tools without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And we cannot do the tools without the expectation from our congregations that that transformation happens. <clears throat> it's very easy to lose the meaning of hospitality. And we tend to want to think that it's something scripted, that it's some kind of program that we can get out of a box, and it isn't. In fact, let's go a little deeper uh, in our understanding. The Latin word for hospitality gives us the word hospital. That is, that is powerful. When we're talking about hospitality in the church, we're, we, we, we reference to the word hospital and what do people go to the hospital for? They go because they're sick. They go to the hospital because something is hurting. They go to the hospital because they're broken. They go to the hospital with an expectation that when I get there, you're going to make me better. You're going to help me heal. You're going to help my pain. So when we talk about hospitality, it is not just some scripted welcome. But it is an invitation to help you feel better and get better. It involves being welcoming. And we like to say that we are a welcoming community, that we are a welcoming church. But what does that mean? The Latin word for welcome gives us the word wellness. And when you put those things together, when you put the, the hospitality and the welcoming together, that means that our mission is to make sure that you are brought to, to healing and to wholeness and to wellness. Is that the environment that we are creating as a church? The true definition of hospitality is the transformation from a stranger to an honored guest from a stranger to an honored guest. Is that what we are doing in our churches? I know that right now we're in a different place, that we don't have the buildings to be able to, to welcome individuals to, um, and I know God will make a way and, and that we will be able to do that soon. But, but that doesn't mean that we stop focusing on hospitality because the reality, this is what really happened. Because of this whole COVID situation, we went from being one church, New Beginnings Christian Community Church, to now being 80 branches of New Beginnings Christian Community Church, 80 branches throughout the community that we now have no excuse on why we're not out there doing what it is that we're supposed to do, to bring people to a place of healing and bring people to a place of wholeness where we can take a stranger and make them into our honored guests. I don't know how many of you have been blessed with that experience. You know, when I thought about this, I, I was reminded of this really um, awesome people that God has put in our lives, um, Tony and Diana. They, they were our neighbors when we um, moved into our um, home before this one. 
And, and we made a tradition that uh, they welcomed us into their home. They would invite us uh, every Sunday and we would go over and, and we would, you know, have coffee and, and pastries most of the time. Many times it included dinner as well, but for the most part, one thing we could count on is that we were going to have coffee with pastries and great conversation. But the one thing that was awesome is that they always made us feel special. Because even though we were just the neighbors from next door, even though this was not the first or the second Sunday, you know, we understand hospitality when, when it's for, when, you know, it's new. But, but by this time, we had, you know, we had started doing this as part of our, our routine. But the one thing that we always could count on is that they would always serve us in their china. <laughs> now, now that's, that's, that's important because some of you know, you, you come to our house uh, for coffee and pastries, chances are you're going to get paper cups and paper plates and paper forks. But not Tony and Diana. We, even after a few years of going to their home on Sundays, were still treated just as special as we were the first day. You know, sometimes we say, you know, we want you to feel like family, but you know, what happens when it's family is we kind of, it's good, but we kind of forget to be courteous and, and to treat them as honored guests. So I want us to be reminded that hospitality, when we, when we cultivate that culture, then our, the strangers that God brings in through those doors and the strangers that we now go to invite will, will feel like honored guests and that feeling will not go away. Tony and Diana, we miss you. And, and unfortunately, because of this whole situation, we have not been able to visit, but um, you're always in our hearts. Don't make the mistake to substitute transformation with training. As we're called to go out and make disciples, it is important that we understand that it's not just a matter of going to a meeting, um, starting a program, but that we must make sure that we cultivate, that we're constantly working at, at being able to create an environment of transformation. Life application point number three, the effort is part of the gift. That was the title of my sermon and it is life application point number three. Verse 42 says, and if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Now it is really important that we pause here for a bit because it is we can easily miss this today. But, but the word cold there means something. It is significant because in that time, cold water was not as easy as it is for you and for me. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have ice makers. So for you and I today, that will be such minimal effort to offer somebody a glass of cold water because it's easy for us. But, but that is not the situation back then. Back then, they didn't have running water, so they had to go to the well to draw water. And when it talks about cold water, that means that it was fresh out of the well. That means that when they went to the well to get this water, they're offering first, the first uh, part of the water to those guests, to those disciples. And that means that, that their effort 
is going to benefit somebody else first before they were able to take that drink. And even more interesting is if it was later on in the day, because when the water was drawn in the morning usually, then as the day went by, the water started getting warmer as the day started getting warmer. So when it says that we're offering a cold cut drink of water, that also could mean that they had to go back to the well to draw more water so that they could offer a cold glass of water. The point to this is it is effort. Effort is, is part of the gift. And, and when it's 100 degrees out there, this, is, this should be you know, very relatable to us in Texas because when it's 100 degrees out there and somebody comes to visit you and you're going to give them water, it's 100 degrees out there and they're hot and they're sweating, you are probably going to offer them a glass of cold water. And, and that doesn't involve much effort today. But we need to learn how to apply it today and how to transform that to a way that's relatable to us today. Effort is important, but effort is something we also tend to avoid. We like things like it takes minimal effort. We like things that say it takes no effort to put it together. It's seamless. It's, it's absolutely no work required. I love to buy something that, that when you're going to put it together, it says no tools needed and can be easily assembled. Man, that is great, right? And we want to do the same thing when it comes to ministry. And, and here in today's scripture, in that one word, it speaks volumes to us. And it says, no, we need to be able to be willing to put in the effort. The other thing that happens is we, we ignore the effort sometimes and we go to the end result. And we, and we look at the end result and, and we don't appreciate the effort that it took. It reminds me of when we were kids and we um, made little arts and crafts for our moms for Mother's Day, for example. And then you had to take a, a cardboard and, and shape it into a box. And, and then you would take the macaronis, remember, and you would glue them all together um, to cover this box. And then you, you painted it and you made a jewelry box for mom. And imagine if mom looked at it and said, what is this? Because it wasn't about the final product. It was about the effort that was put in, the thought that was put in, in doing that. But today, that's something that we tend to want to avoid. The reality is we want to make strong Christians without discipling them. And discipling people takes effort. There's no way we're going to be able to disciple, which is what we're called to do, go out and make disciples. There's no way, listen, don't miss this. There's no way we're going to be able to make disciples with just the Sunday worship experience. It's going to require more effort than that. And and I think we're starting to see that today. I think many churches failed in this area. And, and I think we're starting to see that change today because as we're looking for a building and we've been, we have seen several churches that have been up for sale, it was clear that the only thing that they focused on when they built the church was on the Sunday worship experience. Because many places, all you see is a sanctuary. 
And and I've and, you know in my short time as a bishop, as I talked to um, pastors who were starting their church, I would I would strongly uh, encourage them and remind them: do not just think about the Sunday morning experience. You've got to think about the other things that we must do such as Bible study, such as ministries, uh, such as meetings. Uh, all those things are important. Because you cannot just come together for the Sunday worship experience. You've also got to be able to, to know that people are at different needs. And you have adults and you have youth and you have children. And they have to have a place where they can gather and they can, they can grow. We have to cultivate that growth. And the reality is we have to have Bible study and we need to have those support ministries like recovery programs and what have you. And all those things cannot be an afterthought. They have to be something that should be included in the inception of the process. I could go on and on and on about this, but we cannot, we cannot avoid the effort. So do we, do we avoid it? I mean, I think that's a good question. Do we avoid the effort? It is, it is important that, that we understand that. You know, we invite you to our house for a home-cooked meal. It is our prayer that you will focus on the effort and not the end result. <laughs> because the reality is we are not good cooks. But we will create a great experience for you. But you know, the truth is, it takes an effort if you're going to invite someone over for dinner. You know, most of us have to prepare and we have to have the house in order. We've got to go grocery shopping. We've got to prepare, you know, all the, the uh, food and, and then we've, we've got to, you know, clean up afterwards. So it, it's an effort. And, and so what I'm saying is, many times we ignore that and, and we need to be able to, to appreciate the effort because sometimes that is the best that people can do. But this is what we tend to do sometimes. This, this just happened this week. And I love the way God ministers to me um, and helps as, I, as he leads me to put these services together. This week, we were at a friend's house and we were having dinner and he had made this amazing salad and he makes this awesome salads. And, and there are many more ingredients in the salad than we would ever do if um, we did it at home. And so, so as we're sitting together and, and we're enjoying this salad, we started mentioning the things that we noticed that he didn't include in the salad. You know, I noticed that you didn't put this this time. Oh yeah, I noticed that you didn't put this this time. And and, and this was not in there this time. And finally, he said, will you listen to y'all? You know, all you're doing is, is, is pointing out what is missing and not what is in there. And and now mind you, you know, it was kind of, we're doing it in joke and jest. We were joking about it. You know, we just kind of started trying to give him a hard time. But the reality is, I realized, you know, we tend to do that because first of all, we even noticed, we noticed and, and, and we tend to do that when it comes to the, the offering, the, the effort that people, that people give. Even the things that God blesses us with. And so, so it is important that we understand that we must change our perspective and understand that the effort is 
part of the gift, that the effort cannot be discounted. In fact, I think it is important that we appreciate the effort. Church, it's time that we stop criticizing. It's time that we stop looking about what we do not have and just thank God for the things and the, for the many ways in which he blesses us. And, and let me tell you, today we are so blessed. We're so blessed that we can even do this, this, this new way of doing virtual services because God has sent the way for us to do that by providing the resources, by, by being able to obtain the equipment to be able to do this. We are at a crossroads today. And we need to understand that we need to stop making excuses. We need to stop being paralyzed by fear. We need to be able to think beyond ourselves and put others' needs before our own. Can we be intentional in making our effort, our service, be part of the gift? And now it's time for us to go and start handing out glasses of cold water because our family members, because our community, because the people that we work with, they are thirsty and they need that cold glass of water this is the word of the lord thanks be to god let us pray father god we thank you for this message we thank you for this awesome reminder god that that you are all over us as it comes to ministry and and, and our uh, path that you have set out for us we thank you that you provide everything that we need. You are the supplier of all our needs, whether they're small or big. You will always, always make a way. And we thank you for all. Today, I stand here and I thank you for every saint, for every angel that you have set before us, God, that has made this ministry possible. Today, I, I raise them up to you, God, and I ask that you just continue to bless them and guide them. And just like your scripture tells us today, our efforts will be rewarded, and we thank you for that. We ask, Father God, that you create, that you help us create those environments, God, that will be about hospitality, an environment that will be about healing, that will be about wholeness, that will, will be inviting to people that are, that are in need of that gold, cold glass of water. And Holy God, today we thank you for giving us your eyes, God, so that we can see that effort is important. We ask for forgiveness today, God, for the many times in which we have avoided the effort. For those times when we say, I, I'd rather write a check than having to do this. Or for the times in which we said, I can't give much. I don't have anything to give. But today, God, we understand that, that our effort, God, our yes, is not just a beginning, but it's also an amazing part of our blessing. Help us, God, stop being people that, that ignore or that are ungrateful for the effort. We thank you for the amazing effort that you have put in us, for the amazing effort that you did, God, as you sent your son to take our place. 
but not just take our place, but also model what this is supposed to look like. So I ask you today, God, that you give us your eyes to see and give us your ears to hear. And that we are reminded of the amazing privilege, God, that we are your voice, that we are your hands, and that we are your feet. And then today we are going to go out and we're going to start passing out cold water to those that need it. We thank you. We honor you. And today we say yes in the name of Jesus. Amen. Church, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. It is our prayer that this service was a blessing to you. We want to invite you to come to our website. You will see the address on our screen, nb-ccc.org, where you will get some great information about our church. You will also see the different um, opportunities that we have in our virtual Bible study, in our children's ministry, and, and we just ask you to, to come in and get more familiar with our church. And it's also where you can come and give your love offerings and your tithing. It is important um, that you continue to support us financially because that's the, we, we've got to be able to keep this going. We have a lot of work to do, and we thank God for you that through the Holy Spirit are making this possible. I pray you have an amazing week. Now go out, go out, take those pitchers of water and go out and start handing out that water to the places that need it in our community. God bless you and we will see you on Wednesday for virtual Bible study.